Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... Well, it's already January the 12th in the year of our Lord, 2023, or 24. Wow. It's January 12th, 2024. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our one of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country through so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, I know I sound absolutely horrible, but understand that I just finished... uh, disc replacement surgery and uh, I got surgery on Tuesday afternoon the surgery went incredibly well I've been recovering ever since uh, and we've been doing some rebroadcasts of the show but I wanted to come on the radio and not miss some of the news cycle and uh, so I realized that I sound horrible that should improve over time and uh, I talked to the doc and he said the more you talk it won't harm anything It'll just get better as you get stronger. Why do I sound horrible? Because they put a breathing tube down your throat when they do the surgery, and uh, it messes up your voice pretty good. But it reminds me of when Dr. Bradley came out of the COVID. Uh, He got off a ventilator. Uh, He had the feeding tube and the breathing tube and everything else taken out. Uh, He was on a vent, and he sounded a lot like this too. So it's kind of one of those things that you just got to power through. You got to kind of power through that, I guess, is the only thing uh, to note. But anyway, uh, surgery was absolutely incredibly successful, and I'm delighted to be back with all of you despite uh, not sounding uh, my normal self. Hopefully that'll get better soon. They say there was like an 8% chance that I'd lose my voice altogether and not be able to talk. So I'm grateful that I can talk, and I'm grateful that I can continue on uh, in the battle in the sacred cause of liberty. I've got good news as well. Dr. Scott Bradley's back with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Well, thank you, Sam. It's certainly good to hear you. I, I would say you're in fine voice. Uh, there's all sorts of challenges here. I, I lost my normal connection. Uh, we've got whacked out weather here. High winds knocked my internet service down. Two avalanches in the canyon above us where... Uh, They've closed off the ski resort. Hopefully that's the only problem they've got. I hope it didn't get any vehicles, but but the winds are so high that um, uh, I'm afraid it's just taken out some of the services, but I'm attempting to reconnect, and hopefully we'll get a better connection than we got right now. We can't have both of us sounding like we're in a, a tin can. Either way, the fact that we're live in spite of it all is incredible and a blessing and a half to say the least. Man, I've got so many stories to talk about since we've been out for a couple of days, Dr. Bradley, and this one, in my opinion, takes the cake. Headline says this. It's the latest, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, assertion from SCOTUS. Uh, I guess it says that the president has license to kill. You know, they're claiming that the president has immunity and that therefore he even has the uh, license to kill, so to speak, as president. Uh, the president claiming uh, in court that uh, with this license to kill, you know, he could literally assassinate someone uh, if necessary and he'd virtually be untouchable because he has complete immunity. 
Um, I think that assertion is absolutely psychotic, and I reject it a thousand percent. Your comments. Well, I don't think you can play my comments on the radio, Sam. I'm sorry to sound like I'm a little bit uh, over the top right now, but I've got news for people. Uh, there is not a blank check given to anybody in this government anywhere at any time under any circumstances. I don't know how I can be more emphatic about that. The uh, limits and bounds established by the United States Constitution do not have a right to murder. Now, by the way, you might remember that George W. Bush uh, claimed a similar, uh, shall we say, power. And, um, and the idea that you can go out and push the button and somebody dies and it's just plain cool and okay. There, there are uh, definitive limits and bounds. Uh, the war-making power, I mean the power to kill, war is really institutionalized, legalized mass murder. It's a very, very egregious power. It's the most onerous task that will ever, ever be on the plate of a nation. And um, and and it it has to be the the idea of just war. And uh, I mean, we could go into a lot of detail about that. But the fact of the matter is, there were to be it was to be looked at in a very deliberative process. And it was placed in the hands of those that were closest to the people, because the people would be the ones that suffered. They would have to pay for the cost in so many ways, blood, honor, fortune, whatever. And so that was never intended to go into the hands of some mm, diaper-wearing, slipper-shambling, whatever, or the most uh, hard-nosed, bull-headed former general. It wasn't in to be in anybody's hands. And, and the founding fathers were very, very emphatic about that. And, and I, we could, at great length, we could review their position, but I am absolutely appalled. Tell me the background on this. I, I would like to hear where these whacked out individuals are coming from. Well, so the assertion primarily is this, Dr. Bradley, that, you know, the president has immunity. And as you know, he's in about 66,000 court cases with a gazillion fraudulent uh, assertions against him. I agree those assertions are fraudulent. Uh, but his attorneys seem to believe, and Donald himself seems to believe, that he has this cloak of immunity. And this cloak of immunity really uh, gives him uh, absolute carte blanche. He can do whatever he wants, and therefore you can't prosecute him for anything. And I understand that from a constitutional point of view, that when he was president, hey, the Congress must deal with this. The House must go ahead and impeach, uh, and then the Senate can take action after that. Uh, after he's removed from office, if warranted, then uh, even criminal action can be taken against him after that. So there's a long road uh, when somebody is serving as president of the United States. Um, the problem with this situation is that it's way after he was president. None of these charges relate to um, him as president, really, except for uh, they claim that it does. And so there's, there's kind of an unprecedented situation here in the sense that no one's really gone down the road that they've gone down legally in this. They have a witch hunt out for Donald. He's right about that. And so they're going extreme and saying, we can prosecute you for anything, anytime without evidence uh, or very, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, very vague evidence uh, or very limited facts. Uh, and he's basically saying, okay, well, if you guys go that extreme, I'll go the other extreme and say, hey, 
Um, you know what? I have absolute 100% immunity. I can even assassinate people if I want to, and it's fine. Neither are the truth. Well, yeah, and this is this even goes beyond what is being uh, argued here. I mean, uh, he's he's saying I'm president for life. I mean, in essence, you have to stop and think about that. If these things that are being pursued, and most of them are really truly witch hunts, and, and there's been a lot of, there should be a recognition of that, and, and they should be bounced in every way, shape, and form. It's simply an effort to try and get him to, to be uh, kept from running for the president or obtaining the presidency again. But the idea that once a president, always a president, I've got this, uh, sometimes this cloak of, of uh, power that's placed around me that, uh, uh, well, by golly, just, uh, um, just hey, remember, I was a president at one time, and so I'm still immune to everything. Uh, these are absurd uh, responses. We are in a really, really, really weird time where uh, uh, the wheels have fallen off, insanity has settled in, and and I'm just uh, I'm just appalled that nobody seems to even have a, a shred of of common sense anymore. So you're yeah. right about that. Now let me kind of lay this out. I disagree with those who are on a witch hunt against Donald, but I also disagree with this idea that he has this cloak of immunity. Now there are there is some truth to there's you know some appropriate actions uh, immunity wise that relate to the commander in chief. Uh, but we've taken this way too far and way out of context. And my concern with Donald Trump being president, not only does he think he has no accountability to the people whatsoever, which is an absolute constitutional uh, breach from what the founders envisioned, there were checks and balances to chain down every single branch of government. Every single elected official was chained down with checks and balances, was chained down with a process by which things could be um, uh, carried out if necessary. And no one... I repeat, no one is above the law. And that's really the, we got to kind of go back to the understanding of the founding fathers. They were more worried about someone taking too much power than they were from a witch hunt against somebody. Uh, the problem is, you know, in modern day, the more immoral the people are, the worse it gets. We'll talk about it more with Dr. Scott Bradley. I know I sound uh, not very good, but I just got back from surgery. Thanks for your understanding. We got some real serious issues to talk about on your radio. We'll do it in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey. Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. 
John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio, sounding a little strange. Don't mind that. Just got out of surgery. Thanks for your understanding. In the meantime, we've got serious issues to talk about. Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com is with me. And we're talking about this serious, serious, in my opinion, problem. Where the courts are on a witch hunt against the Donald, they're out of control. Donald uh, thinks he's literally God and above the law. And uh, he can literally assassinate people, says that the president's immunity uh, literally is a license to kill. Now, I disagree with that a thousand percent. Neither are constitutional. Neither are right. Both of them are psychotic notions. The understanding of the founding fathers really is important here. The founders were worried about people getting too much power. And the courts shouldn't have too much power to just go on these psychotic witch hunts. Neither should the president have too much power. The goal was to chain down these people and prevent them uh, from having uh, this much power, no matter who they are, whether it be the courts, whether it be uh, you know prosecutors all across the country, whether it be the president. Nobody was supposed to gain this kind of power is the problem. When the people become an immoral and, and, and jettison religion, then you have these kind of disasters because people aren't thinking about God. People aren't understanding the intent of the founding fathers, which is to chain down <clears throat> and make accountable everyone. Dr. Bradley, that's the unique form of government we have that's not found anywhere else in the world. Well, it's, uh, you know, we, we read what uh, Jefferson and Madison said about chaining individuals down from mischief by the change of the Constitution, but they also talked about parchment chains were not enough. And they insisted that the other departments or branches of government have the power to push back and uh, subvert and control and, and countermand, if you will, all of the overreaches that were there. And so I just, I've got a couple of little things you might want to just think about on this power to kill. Um, you know, I'm sure Trump would say, oh, well, I can kill one guy. It's not a war or anything, you know. That's absurd. This, uh, the, the a life, a soul, I mean, well, even Well, he can Lennon, do that. Hold on. He can do that. He has his agency. But he can also be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law for murder, too. Right. And so let's go to Federalist 69. And this is a, an eloquent, I mean, probably one of uh, Hamilton's more eloquent reviews. I, I'm not a real fan of Hamilton in a lot of ways, but... But he wrote Federalist 69. He was addressing the presidential power at war. Okay, and, and he talks about the president will have only the occasional command 
of such part of the militia of the nation as by legislative provision may be called into the actual service of the nation. So he he has limited power there. And then he goes on to talk about his war-making power would amount to nothing more than the supreme command and direction of the military and naval forces as first general and admiral of the Confederacy. Okay, so uh, then he goes on to say, by the Constitution under consideration would appertain to the legislature. So the president cannot do anything other than as he's commanded to go to war, and then he's the first general and admiral. Generals and admirals are not allowed to start the war. So going on, so the, this this power of of going out and killing people is contained and controlled by the legislature, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 11, and then the president is to carry out the directive force of that. It's, again, legalized, institutionalized mass murder, and it's to be contained and controlled. Now, let me just go to St. George Tucker for just a second. I always consider him to be the if anybody's ever listened to us, the preeminent constitutional scholar of the founding era of the United States. He says, The power declaring war with all its train of consequences, direct and indirect, forms the next branch of the powers confined to Congress. And happy it is for the people of America that is so vested. The term war embraces the extremes of human misery and iniquity and is alike the offspring of the one and the parent of the other. What else is the history of war from the earliest ages to the present moment, but an afflicting detail of the sufferings and calamities of mankind resulting from the ambition, usurpation, animosities, resentment, peaks, intrigues, avarice, rapacity, oppressions, murders, assassinations, and other crimes of the few possessing power. Parenthetically, I'll remind you cannot be involved in those things. Murders and assassinations are included under those things that he is railing against. Okay, going on with his, with his um, statement. How rare are the instances of a just war? How few of those which are thus denominated have had their existence in a national injury? The personal claims of the sovereign, in parenthetically, i.a. Donald Trump, president for life, end parenthesis, how the personal claims of the sovereign are confounded with the interests of the nation over which he presides, and his private grievances or complaints are transferred to the people who are thus made the victims of a quarrel in which they have no part until they have become principals in it by their suffering. War would be banished from the face of the earth were nations instead of princes to decide upon their necessity. Injustice can never be the collective sentiment of a people emerged from barbarism. Happy the nation, where the people are arbiters of their own interest and their own conduct. Happy were it for the world, did the people of all nations possess this power. Okay, so St. George Tucker was singing the praises to the wisdom of those that wrote the United States Constitution with these checks and balances and limits of power and delegation of authority and all these pushback kinds of things. But the fact of the matter is, today, everybody... Presidents claim to be able to go to war at a drop of a hat. We make assignments of huge armaments to other nations. We are the largest, um, I guess we could call, inducer of war across all the nations of the world right now. And the military-industrial complex collects all the money. I mean, it's it's just astounding to me. So I I don't know the exact context, but this the con the concept itself 
taken a holistic approach is absolutely it must be eschewed for by everybody well and the mainstream press likes to claim we uh, assert things without evidence which is a lie uh, but i submit to you they're now asserting all kinds of powers all kinds of rights all kinds of without authority is the phrase that i would use now okay this is a lie you don't have uh, absolute power to murder people to assassinate you don't have the power to kill that's not where in the constitution is there a power to kill and i would submit to you that the constitution if you read the uh, responsibilities of the president of the united states it virtually for the most part is the opposite the purpose of government is to protect life uh, not take life so this power to kill comes from nowhere it's a perverted misuse it's kind of like the separation between church and state lie. It's very nuanced and manipulated, but it's nevertheless a complete, absolute misrepresentation of what the founders intended or the truth, Doctor. Yeah, there's no question that, that people are absolutely pulling on. It's like the, the uh, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 18, which is that the Congress uh, can have the power to carry out the enumerated powers. Okay, so if in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 5, it says... Oh yeah, you can coin money. Well, that means they can, you know, they can start a mint and they can define the, you know, the precious metals in in each of our coins. They can they can hire a staff and you know set the gu guidelines of that. It doesn't mean they can do anything else. They can only carry out the powers enumerated, and the powers enumerated are very specific. And and you might recall if you go back to the Tenth Amendment, you'll say, Hey boys, girls, if we didn't grant you the power, you don't have it. The general government does not have, there is no specificity, no delegation, no inference of, of this power to, the license to kill. He thinks he's James Bond or some stupid ass thing. I don't know. It's absurd to me. I can't believe it. Well, the reason that I'm bringing it up is because that's what the New York Times is trumpeting right now. And the sad part about all this, ladies and gentlemen, is the liberals, and I hate to use that term because liberals and conservatives are all mixed up these days, and, but the enemies of Trump are basically claiming that Trump would become a dictator. And Trump's like, well, I'd only be a dictator on the first day uh, because i got to do these retributions and things like this. There is no place for a president to have vendettas or retribution or be a dictator on the first day or I have a license to kill or I have absolute immunity. Every one of these whole ideas that are being discussed are completely off the rails, okay? The Constitution is the supreme law of the land. It does separate powers vertically and horizontally intentionally. It does, if carried out, protect the people from the abuses of the few. Uh, and we really need to go back to the Constitution for guidance on this, okay? Trump, uh, in my opinion, is a threat when he says these kind of things and when he does these kind of things. now. I don't really agree with the New York Times and all the liberals about Donald because I think he is under a witch hunt. I think they're being unfair and dishonest and wrong to him. Uh, but look, you can't just run around and think any remedy is the answer. Okay, so they take a, a, a wrong. That doesn't mean you can just take your wrong and, and, and go back and add insult to injury here. Um, what we need is common sense and we need to step back and say, look, for example, when they say Donald Trump created an insurrection, they claim that without evidence. Okay, that's really the core of this. This isn't Donald is a, uh, a dictator with a right to kill and therefore he's the enemy. They're manipulating all this and expanding all these definitions to the extreme in an effort to, in my opinion, manipulate public opinion to disrupt the election cycle. Instead of hearing what 
people would do in office and what their goals would be, etc. Um, what we're hearing is the fear mongering on all sides. Oh, if you elect Joe Biden, you elect a derelict that doesn't even know what he's doing and can't even find out where he's at. If you elect a Donald Trump, you elect a dictator. If you, you know, and so on. And these extreme statements, these extreme views are the problem. I mean, when would I agree with the New York Times that this is dangerous? Well, I guess now, right? Because when you take all these things to the extremes, that's what we end up with. We'll come back and talk about that. I also want to talk about Anthony Fauci. The guy's a nutcake, and he's manipulating the system, and he's avoiding accountability and prosecution as well, virtually based on the same ideas. We'll talk about it in seconds with Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, on your radio. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. The Pentagon's Inspector General being tasked now to look back over how the Defense Department handled Secretary Lloyd Austin's recent hospitalization. Pentagon spokesman Pat Ryder says whether the DOD's policies and procedures are sufficient to ensure timely and appropriate notifications and the effective transition of authorities as may be warranted. President Biden and other top officials did not learn of Austin's hospitalization for prostate cancer until days after the fact. Both sides make their arguments to the news media as closing arguments wrap up in the Trump New York civil fraud trial. The former president, his two adult sons, and other business associates are accused of inflating the value of property in order to get better real estate loans. Trump with reporters after Thursday's proceeding. We've proven this case so conclusively. Uh, We've asked for directed verdict many times. Uh, They don't have any facts. They don't have any evidence against us. New York Attorney General Letitia James says no one is above the law. The point is simple. No matter how powerful you are, no matter how rich you are, that no one is above the law and that the law applies to all of us equally and fairly. Reversing course from an earlier decision, the judge in the case allowed Trump five minutes to offer closing statements of his own. Trump used the time to make accusations against the judge. In Congress, many House conservatives are saying not so fast to an earlier announced spending deal. Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says there is still much work to do to avert at least a partial government shutdown. I am taking the first procedural step for the Senate to pass a temporary extension of government funding so the government does not shut down. Schumer and new Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson had announced last Sunday that they had arrived at an agreement on spending. However, many conservative GOP lawmakers have balked at the proposal, saying it does not go far enough to cut spending. This is USA News. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. The six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now, 
now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and they have a 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set of MyPillow towels, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special and enter promo code USA or call 800-951-8175. That's MyPillow.com, promo code USA. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. My name is Christian Knuckles. I prophesy there will be no revival until the church leadership stops lying to the people. I'm the first soldier of the spiritual body of Christ, the Lion of Judah, the Confederate Church of Christ. I'm here to declare the lion will lie down with the lamb when the lying stops. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries and brought to you by confederatechurchofchrist.com. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married and have some kids. All right, Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. The president, uh, at least the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, thinks he has a license to kill. We completely disagree with this. Constitutionally, he's wrong. The prosecutors don't have a license to uh, witch hunt either. Uh, but you know what? All things taken to extreme doesn't make any of them right. You know, there's a lot of roads that lead straight to the pit of hell. Uh, and all these roads, in my opinion, lead to this. Common sense, um, God's law, all matter here. And the Constitution is designed to stop these people from these extreme actions, whether it be extreme actions by the courts whether it be extreme actions by the president, all these things can be dealt with if you understand the intent of the Founding Fathers. Dr. Scott Bradley with me. Well, let's go to the Federalist Papers. You know, they say that we talk about the Constitution a lot and we, we tap it and stuff, but we don't really read it. But I want to just kind of clarify, listen up, because you're going to learn something about the intent of the Founding Fathers regarding uh, unbridled power. It was never acceptable or intended by the Founding Fathers. Pro-life was the agenda. 
the whole purpose of government is to protect life, liberty, and property. But let's dig into the Federalist Papers and kind of understand exactly what the founders meant and why and how they intended to deal with these situations. Doctor? Okay, so here we're dealing with, in our modern era of uh, insanity, uh, with a tremendous amount of overreach. It isn't just in this specific example. We could give dozens of examples where overreach happens constantly. And so just let's preface the Federalist Papers with just a couple of statements by, by Jefferson and then jump in on the Federalist Papers and, by golly, might even refer to the Constitution, too. These things are limited and bounded constantly. So here's a statement Jefferson made right after being elected president. He, he wrote to some people about after his inaugural address. Anyway, he says, The Constitution on which our union rests shall be administered by me according to the safe and honest meaning contemplated by the plain understanding of the people of the United States at the time of its adoption, a meaning to be found in the explanations of those who advocated, not those who opposed it. These explanations are preserved in the publications of the time. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to read a few of these Federalist Paper statements. And then just one other little quick statement that he made after he was president. He said, on every question of construction, that's how we're going to interpret, let us carry ourselves back to the time when the Constitution was adopted. Recollect the spirit manifested in the debates, and instead of trying what meaning may be squeezed out of the text or invented against it, conform to the probable one in which it was passed. Okay, so we're going back. We're going to look at those original statements of those guys that, you know, put it together. Federalist papers were written to convince the nation that they needed to, to ratify the Constitution. So let's look first in the 51st Federalist Papers. This is Madison. Again, I love Madison's writings. He wrote, But the great security against a gradual concentration of the several powers in the same department consists... Oh, by the way, if the president can kill, he's got a lot of power, doesn't he? Okay, so he's concentrating the powers. And again, he's still not president. He's assuming this for life. Same department consists in giving those who administer each department the necessary... So this would be the, the legislative and everybody... Those each department the necessary constitutional means and personal motives to resist encroachments of the others. The provision for defense must in this, as in all other cases, be made commensurate with the danger of attack. Ambition must be made to counteract ambition. Interest of the man must be connected to the constitutional rights of the place. Okay, so every department has got this, this authoritative uh, responsibility, duty, to say, no, over my dead body, you are not going to encroach beyond this line that's been not just driven you know, in the sand, it's carved in, in granite, if you will. In the 47th Federalist Paper, Madison also observed, the accumulation of all powers, legislative, executive, and judiciary, in the same hands, whether of one, a few, or many, and whether hereditary, self-appointed, or elective, may justly be pronounced the very definition of tyranny. So when somebody gets out of bounds, leaving the behind what the limits established are, they are becoming the very definition of tyranny. If you have the authority to go kill on demand, whatever you decide, you have become the ultimate tyrant. It's become diabolical. Again, the Tenth Amendment said, if you didn't get the power, you don't have it. If we didn't delegate it, it's not there. And none of these things in any way, shape, or form can be attributed back to the what Trump is claiming or what some of these other idiots are claiming too. 
one last little statement. I know there's so many things we could cover, but the 45th Federalist paper said that the powers of the general government are few and defined. Few and defined. St. George Tucker said it's a written binding contract. You can't step beyond the bounds. I mean, there are so many things that people need to understand. There is nothing in there that leaves, uh, well, they try and uh, term the uh, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 18. Uh, it's really the necessary and proper clause, which says that the powers to carry out the powers are granted. But the people try and term it the elastic clause. There is no elastic clause in the Constitution that says, oh, 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 I, I know we forgot to address this, but you have the power to stretch your power to do that. Like these idiot things, maybe this is a good segue into our next uh, topic, if if you've kind of overshadowed that a little bit to me. The, you do not have power to stretch power to fit in some emergency condition. Like you can set out mandates for a supposed germ that has invaded the nation, and now you've become the lord and master of all things, legislative and everything. You can mandate uh, jabs that cause death. You can cause people's businesses to be shut down. You can close the schools. You can shut down religious worships. You can shut down the right of the press. You can shut down the right of the assembly. See, these people do not have that power under any circumstances. Nobody has that power. You cannot say, oh, we're closing the churches because we got a germ out there. Uh, really, how long are you going to close the churches for? You know what? If you can do that for a germ, a, a contrived emergency, you can finally say, oh, we're going to have to get rid of that Second Amendment, that pesky thing because of gun violence. It's an emergency. Or, oh, by golly, uh, we've got a climate problem. It's getting warm. Let's shut down. You know, they can declare emergency after emergency after emergency. And Rahm Emanuel was saying, don't ever let an emergency go to waste, you know, okay? So here we are. If, if we can stretch at any of these points, any of these things could lead to some further violation of everything that this whole nation's about. We are absurdly following any line of reasoning, whether it's what these prosecuting attorneys are trying to do on their witch hunts or whether it's Donald Trump defending himself with inane philosophies and illogic it's just absurd anyway i we you know me i i you don't get me on a, a tirade i'll i'll follow it for sure <laughs> sam Well, it sounds like we made. Some, there's all sorts of technology. Okay. Well, the I I guess I I'm absolutely appalled, shocked, and chagrined. All right now I'm back. I apologize. There's a button not checked on my system for some reason. Now you can hear me, right? Oh, I can hear you, and it's good to hear you again, Sam. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Thank you. So all I'm saying is, look, this this is a situation where we need to have the people educated about these issues you can never expect to be ignorant and free folks it never was and never will be and so we've got to pull up the documents the writings the understandings the debates uh, the arguments that the founding fathers made because they covered all these things so brilliantly uh, so holistically in a way that really helps us understand and so i think it's worthy of this time 
Uh, Joseph McKinnon wrote an article in TheBlaze.com where he talks about Anthony Fauci just called up before Congress, uh, and Anthony Fauci had to testify. And the headline says, Anthony Fauci ends up with selective amnesia, but admits that there was no scientific basis for social distancing. Now think about that, ladies and gentlemen. He literally has selective amnesia, which means he's afraid to admit the truth because he knows that what he did was unconstitutional and wrong. He knows that it's prosecutable. And so he's just going to pretend like I can't remember, like, like Bill Clinton. I don't know what the word is, is. Uh, so he's going to use this selective amnesia to try to you know, avoid prosecution and accountability for his actions. But then he blatantly admits now, after the fact, well over two years later, that, hey, this social distancing, it was not scientific at all. There was no scientific basis for it whatsoever. We told you that at the time, ladies and gentlemen. And now Anthony Fauci admits it. And my question again, are we going to let the president or former president have you know, immunity, no accountability? Are we going to have uh, Anthony Fauci with zero accountability? See, we need to learn to look at principles for our actions and our, and our guidance, not people, not assertions, but actual fact based on the supreme law of our land. Hang tight, Dr. Bradley and Sam Bushman back in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Introducing Managed IT Services from NPI. We offer top-notch data backup and recovery, email spam protection, and network security tailored to your needs and budget. With 20-plus years of experience in the medical field, our HIPAA-certified consultants know what it takes to protect sensitive information. Don't settle for less. Give us a call at 801-706-6980 and experience the difference with Managed IT Services. Remember, your IT support should be fast, efficient, and reliable. Introducing PrepStartsNow.com, your ultimate guide to readiness and peace of mind. We offer practical preparedness tools, training, and education to take your family's household readiness to the next level. Browse the prep shop for essential products, check out our planning guides, and stay informed with our prep blog. Visit PrepStartsNow.com and subscribe to our emails for exclusive offers, new products, and future events. Remember, preparedness begins with PrepStartsNow.com. Before the break, Sam brought up two words that I've got to admit instantly 
result in heartburn for me. Anthony Fauci. Holy cow. That lying little dweeb. That twerp. I mean, holy cow. I mean, and, and I know there's a lot of things you can't say on the radio, so or at least we shouldn't anyway. I am absolutely appalled, shocked, and chagrined that that man is still not behind bars. And it's interesting to me that he has this, Sam mentioned, his selective amnesia. I've got to tell you all, everybody, anybody that's in Congress, anybody listening, there's enough official transcript records that could be easily brought forth in any kind of inquiry that happened on this man. A deep dive needs to be done, uh, going out and looking at where we went through that that whole reign of terror that that man implemented upon this nation. The idea that, oh, there's no science behind six-foot um, you know, spacing. I got news for you folks. There was no science in anything that happened. And we talked about this from day one, March of 2020. If you go back and listen to the archives of what Sam and I talked about, and I was expunged from YouTube. I had 1,500 videos out there about stuff that we talked about. And uh, they, poof, 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 gone. We did not meet the narrative. It wasn't a narrative. It wasn't a script. It was, it was well, it, it was a script. I guess we can say it was a written dialogue that they put out. But Anthony Fauci was at the head of all of that. He was put under oath in front of the Senate to testify, and he lied through his teeth. His perjury there should be prosecuted. The things that he talked about, this death jab that came out had no science behind it. It has been proven to have so many adverse side effects that nobody is willing to even admit nowadays. But he's just, he's waffling on the six-foot distancing. The masks had nothing. Shut down of businesses, shutting down schools, this idea that you can close religions. I mean, this whole thing was an absolute facade, and I am absolutely appalled at this point that there has not been an, an outcry from the United States public to say this man must be prosecuted. There needs to be a deep dive on all of the evidence that's there. It needs to be presented in a, in a court of law that says these are where he lied. He perjured himself. These are the things. I am the science, he said. Bravo, Sierra people. People need to understand that nothing that man did. And on top of that, his own personal his own personal, shall we say, profiting, his, his profiteering for the things that were brought forth. I mean, I, don't get me started, Sam, but i got to tell you something. Um, here a couple of years ago, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the guy that's running for president as an independent now, put out a book called The Real Anthony Fauci, probably one of the best documented original source books that has ever come out. It was written... Oh, he is an attorney. How about that, sports fans? It was evidentiary every step of the way. Every single chapter has, well, probably on average, I haven't counted them all, but I'll bet between 100 and 150 footnotes per chapter documenting things where they resurrected stuff like rendezivir, though in its tests to see if it would work for AIDS had to be shut down because more people were dying from the treatment than they were dying from the malady that it was trying to treat. This kind of stuff that he brought forth time and time and time again has been a bane to the entire society of the nation, and it's immeasurable. I mean, it, we don't know the end of it yet. Not only are the deaths occurring, 
you know, the, the turbo cancers that are out there, the autoimmune diseases that are there, the infertility that's there, the heart, the blood clot, all of those kinds of things, all of it was foisted upon this nation by this dweeb that has now appeared before and, and testified. Golly, I don't remember. No, there's enough emails, there's enough public releases, there's enough news conferences, there's enough testimonies that have been given. I think that there's an avalanche of evidence that this man needs to be brought to justice. Have I have I just kind of been a little bit too kind of laid back on this, Sam? I don't know. What do you think? I don't think you've said enough because <laughs> the only one really pushing for prosecution that I can see of Anthony Fauci really is, is Rand Paul. I don't really hear anybody else well, speaking much about it. I don't hear you and I pushing for it, you and I and a few others. But for the most part, it's just pretty silent on this. Uh, but I submit to you that we need to prosecute Anthony Fauci. Uh, and where are we going to go with this? I don't know. But I don't well, see here's any the accountability problem. coming. See, see, there's, the, there's this false um, narrative about uh, sovereign immunity. There's a, a lot of different. We, we don't need to take a side trip. We don't have enough time left in sovereign immunity right now. To, to discuss it, but there's there's a false impression that if you hold office, you have immunity from things, and it is not true. Back in the Declaration of Independence, the, the American Founding Fathers said to the king, it was very pointed, king, you ain't got sovereign immunity. You know, the king could do no wrong was the rule of the time, but the founders said, no, we're going to hold you accountable. There were 27 offenses of the king that they said justify them taking up arms and going to blood against the king. They incorporated that same concept into the United States Constitution with the concept of, of um, impeachment. It, it had checks and balances. Yes, there was, there was a justice to be done and everything. But then they didn't stop and say, no, we're all we're going to do is boot you out of office. No, they said, when you're out of office, if need be, we're going to prosecute you in a, a court of law for criminal activities. Okay, that's the Americanist way. Back in the 60s, they started, the, the courts started the idea of people with sovereign immunity. And before that time, there was none. Uh, the police officers were held accountable if they if they uh, attacked somebody, if they beat them, if they if they arrested them improperly. Officers kept their actions within bounds because they knew they were they were going to be looked at, and somebody could say, "Nope, you're going to jail for what you did." Well, they started this in the '60s. They kind of canonized it with some Supreme Court decisions in the '80s, and now it's been pushed forward at all legislative levels. And in fact, the Utah legislature in the spring of 2020 gave sovereign immunity to, in essence, they gave them a blanket get out of jail letter for anybody in anything they did in regards to COVID. So that means that everybody could, I mean, the governor could legislate. I mean, and nobody could prosecute him. The, the um, uh, hospitals could um, put rendezvous in people's bloodstreams and kill them. Nobody could prosecute them. And so this stuff is absolutely absurd. Sovereign immunity is not constitutional. It, it was something that the Founding Fathers drove that stake in the ground with the Declaration of Independence. We need to get rid of that. People say, oh, we couldn't hire police officers. Look, we hired police officers before this false sovereign immunity thing came up, and they were far better at, at keeping the peace than enforcing the law. Let's put it that way. The true purpose the idea of government is that you're a servant of the people, and when you act according to your oath of office, 
then you do have some protection. You do not have sovereign immunity to do whatever you want to, violate the law, act in a criminal manner, behave in a way that is, is uh, inappropriate for your oath of office, etc. Your oath was kind of the key to the exercise in terms of what you had authority to do, nothing more, nothing less. And when you acted within that scope, you did have appropriate protection. If you literally as a police officer were behaving according to your oath and doing the very best that you could, you know, there is a little bit of a latitude because you have to make split-second decisions and such. Um, but that cannot be mixed up. Again, it's when we take these principles to extreme uh, is when we kind of go off the rails with these things, Doctor. Well, that's exactly what uh, guys like Donald Trump want. That's exactly what guys like Anthony Fauci want. Uh, this is absolutely absurd. People need to understand everybody's accountable before God. And if, in fact, uh, I, I would rather face my accountability here in mortality than I would <laughs> before the justice of God, you know, the bar of justice. And so, in a way, it's a merciful thing to do, to say, nope, you know what, you overstepped your bounds, you're being removed from office, yep, it broke the law, you're in jail. But the, Anthony Fauci is a prime example of people hiding behind the skirts of the law and their own poor memories. You know what? Maybe insanity cannot, should not be, in his case, a, uh, a justifiable defense. But, uh, but he certainly imposed an awful lot of insanity on this nation. And the, the, the end of this is not yet. We have not finally, seen... finally, before the end of the hour, we need to remember, too, that this isn't about Anthony Fauci. It isn't about Donald Trump. It's about unbridled power without proper checks and balances and the damage that it will do to we the people, as you mentioned before in several statements from the Federalist Papers. You know what? The people suffer. The ramifications of this are beyond these men. It, it absolutely is. And, and the, the people that hold office are supposed to be trusted representatives, trusted to act within limits and bounds. There is no blank check given to anybody at any level, anywhere in this nation. We are all left to act within that which has been delegated. And you can't act beyond that, not and, and uh, keep your office. I mean, you should be removed. And, and we could talk about impeachment on Biden at some point about how he hasn't lived up to that. So anyway, Dr. Bradley, sounds like you we're do at the, the end of the hour. This time, shall you? Go ahead, sir. Do the what? Well, okay, people. It's our nation to lose or to save. It really comes down to there's no more oceans to cross, no more plains to, to go across in terms of, you know, the, the prairies of America and your prairie schooner to come to a safety. No, we are where we are. It's time for us in our day and in our time to begin to say, not on my watch, baby. We're going to preserve these blessings of liberty for ourselves and our posterity. And it's up to us. So buckle up, people. Let's do our duty. Thanks for listening.